Let me just eliminate all of the white noise for They're you. They're counting on you not understanding what this is all about. They want to create conflict. They want to create this chaos. They want you to be stupid. This is the Conservative Daily Podcast with Joe Waldman. Yeah, I'm a threat because I'm telling you what the Constitution says. And Max McGuire. The flak is the heaviest when the bomber is right above the target about to open the bomb bay doors. And now the Conservative Daily Podcast is on the air. Welcome back to another edition of the Conservative Daily Podcast. My name is Max McGuire, and joining us back on the show again, Dr. Mark Sherwood. Mark, welcome back to the show. Max, thanks for having me, man. It's good to be here with you again. I always enjoy, and I'm honored to be with Conservative Daily. Thank you. I know Joe says you look like Lou Ferrigno. I think you're better looking than Lou Ferrigno, personally. That's that. Me, me and him kind of disagree on that, but uh, it's great to have you back. Um, lots going on in the news. Um, you're one yeah. of our go-to um, medical kind of experts to talk about this. I mean, these vaccine mandates that they're now racing through. I mean, we just saw just before air, we saw Boeing come down with one. Boeing is going to force all of their workforce to be vaccinated. And, and that's what's kind of crazy. Um, from an, from like a, a liability standpoint, like if you work in, in a, in a research lab where you're like working with these viruses, right? I could understand if you're the guy who's studying smallpox, I could understand mm. like if your company said, Hey, to work here, you have to get vaccinated for smallpox, even though we don't really do that anymore. You have to do it. I could understand that from a liability perspective, but for people just working on an assembly line in Boeing who aren't coming into contact with the general public, it, it doesn't really fit. What, what, what's your take been on it, seeing all these vaccine mandates coming down? Because there's three. There's obviously the one for more than 100,000 employees. Yep. There's the one for federal workers and federal contractors. And there's the one for healthcare workers. They're all kind of having the same effect. What's been your take on it, seeing this rolling out? Well, I think the mandates are completely unnecessary and unwarranted, Max, because from our perspective, and this is what we've seen here, when you have health that's potentially available to everybody, this virus is non-lethal. I mean, we've lost no one. And even if you do the basic things, it's still not very lethal. Children haven't died. Um, athletes haven't died. If athletes died, if you had one professional athlete that died, it would shut down the whole damn world. But we yeah. didn't have that. And we haven't had that. This, you can't go inside of a human being's heart, but this appears to be driven uh, by profit. And profit, when, it's, when we're dealing with profit above people, that's the worst kind of evil that I can think yeah. about. When money supersedes the livelihood of people, it's sickening. And I just encourage people, I've talked to a lot of them, to stand up and use that one word, no, and mean it. Yeah. Well, you mentioned that it isn't killing children. I mean, some children have died, but statistically, it's not, it's not, I don't want to, I always hate using this word because it makes someone's loss seem insignificant. But it is not statistically significant. That doesn't mean that it is is not heartbreaking to anyone who's gone through it. But it isn't an excess death, that term, the idea that it isn't worse than the flu. It's actually nowhere near child mortality when it comes to the flu. And we saw something this week from the New York Times. If you go ahead and put up my screen, Mr. Producer, the New York Times had to issue a correction, issue a correction on their reporting of child hospitalizations with COVID-19, they were off by 800,000. And there Joe is sneaking in, sneaking in, a little late, but sneaking in. They were off by 800,000, Mark. 
They published a number of kids who have been hospitalized, and they were off by 800,000. That's that's impossible to be off 800,000 unless you do it intentionally. That's crazy. And I, Mark! I agree with you. Welcome, Joe. It's Mark, good to I'm see sorry you. I'm late. I had to go uh, speak at Matt DiPerno's uh, event up in in uh, Detroit today. But so you I, are here. That's the most important I'm thing. here. I, I was not going to miss yeah. you. I'm here. I told him, I said, uh, you can have me for 15 minutes. I walked in, talked about Eric Coomer and the fact that he stole the election, and then I got out. <laughs> I'm glad to have you. You know, man, it's good to be good to see you. I, I'm good. Looking forward to seeing you in person again, for sure. Governor, I tell you, I'm going to look forward to saying those words, Governor. Yeah. Maybe. And you guys are going to come down to the, the inauguration, aren't you? Absolutely. I, oh, I also I also think that if you are you going to have a fundraiser? Yeah. The next fundraiser we have, just so everybody knows, is, is November the 6th in Oklahoma City. So, hey, the door is open if you guys want to come here. Good. When is it? Do you accept November do you accept 6th? money from us dirty Texans or does it have to be Oklahomans? No, this is this is um, <laughs> this is an equal opportunity campaign. Uh, you know, the, no, the idea seriously though, I, I would love to have you guys come down and uh, the idea as you know, Joe and Max, we talked about this. Uh, this is not a platform that's about Oklahoma only. This is a whole American platform and if you have one governor that stands up for all these things we're talking about and really steps in the um, interpositional place, right, and steps in the gap there, you're going to encourage other governors and other states to step up too. And I really see this right now as a catalyst to this 1775 type of moment here where these these states are saying no, no, no. And I think they're going to pop up all over this, uh, this United States of America. And I think we're going to see a great uh, not just a revival, but a reawakening of this whole concept of of, of pride for individual liberties and, and freedoms once again. So I think I see this Oklahoma race as being a catalyst as a national movement. Well, let's make a little news. Let's make a little news right here. Yesterday, Greg Abbott in Texas yep. announced that Texas was going to ban vaccine mandates. And he's calling the legislature in a spe- into a special section to do the same, just in case his executive order is on wishy-washy ground, to pass legislation. Can you make a promise that if you're elected, you would do the same in Oklahoma? Yes, absolutely I will. I'll make a promise to do that right now. And I, I called out the current governor today. Where are you? You, you know, why, why are we waiting? You know, waiting is to the epitome of cowardice. When While, you're watching to While watching yeah, people die. While watching people die. Yeah, it's like I, I was yeah. like, you know, thinking about today, you know, my SWAT team days, and it, it occurred to me, Max and Joe, I was thinking, okay, you had a hostage situation inside with a gunman that's got three hostages. You have a shot that's fired. You can't wait. You've got to saddle up your horses and go right now, and you don't know what you're walking into, but you've got to go right now. And I thought to myself, why are we not going right now? And when I saw Governor Abbott step up and do that, one thought that crossed my mind is, it's about time. The second yeah. thought that crossed my mind is, why did you do this yesterday? Yeah, yeah but, but here's, the, here's the problem. Here's the problem that I have, Mark. I, I'm just going to tell you this. I'm, I'm, yep. I'm going to actually call you Governor because I want people to get used to it. <laughs> so, Governor, I, this is the problem that I have. It's controlled chaos, right? It's controlled opposition. 
it's th- th- how they put the stories out there. It feels inauthentic. It feels like Governor Abbott is not doing this because he cares about people. It feels like he's just the same as the left because it's convenient stories that come out like this to give people false hope. I yep. think that people have to stop negotiating with these people. I think we have to step in the gap and say, listen, it's our country. Of the people, for the people, by the people, it's our country. And just take it back. I believe that people I, – I believe that President Trump, I believe that people that do stand up and stand in the gap, I believe all those people are waiting for people to come and join them in the gap and just walk in the gap. And people go, what is the gap? The gap is the place of accountability. The gap is a place of consequence. The gap is a place where we push out and evict those that would do harm to us or our communities, right? And speak rhetoric in the middle of it. So I'm sorry, I, I don't, I, I'm not that encouraged, Governor, by, by Governor Abbott. I'm not, because frankly, no. Governor Abbott has not proven to me that he has, a, that he has any stamina, that he has the ability to stand yeah. in the gap for a long period of time. He should, well, uh, he, Joe, I, I, he should have done it in that. June, but yeah. Yeah, I agree with that very much in principle. What I've seen these uh, these rhinos do, and I'll just use that word intentionally, is they they will say things that make good headlines uh, that sort of uh, appease, if you will, the the vote. And yeah. you know, regardless, you know, I, I just I know myself, and you guys know me well enough to know that I think these vaccine mandates are wrong. And the minute you think they're wrong. It's not just about putting a headline out there. I mean, how would this have been, right? I mean, let's 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 um, imagine for a second, as governor of Oklahoma, I'm going to say, get on every broadcast I can find and say, ladies and gentlemen, vaccine mandates are unnecessary and unacceptable, and it's not going to happen in our state. And I'll use everything yeah. in my power to stop it right now, starting definitively. today. Definitively, right? It's yeah. not up and for debate. No, it's, it's not, not up for debate. Answers, no, you know? why, why, do, why does politics make things so complicated, Governor? Why does it make it so complicated? Why, why are we dealing with the complications of black and white, right versus wrong, good versus evil? Here's the line. People die when they take the vaccines. When you get it right, yeah. if it's real, which I don't believe it is, and you can replace it with a prophylactic, why not just say, no, we're done. The entire, we're not doing vaccines. We're not doing any I vaccines because I'm not going to put people in, in a position where they're going to die. I honestly think that politics uh, became a career instead of something of, a, of an opportunity for service. And that transition of career became career politicians. And we've developed this establishment where we just scratch our back and it's all padding pockets again. I've learned this in the last month in this endeavor. And it's, it's sickening. It's nauseating. I've had people call me as recently as last week to say, hey, you know, Mark, you know, you're a little bit radical for this. And we think you're better for this position of the state of Oklahoma than this position. And, you know, I I say in a polite way, does a size 11 shoe fit in your mouth? I don't know. I don't know how to say that. But the bottom line is, Joe, Max, I do think it became a career. It was never intended to do that. It was intended to be much like a military. You go serve your time, you serve your country, and you get your butt out and go back to work yeah. again. And I'm about term limits, Public man. Service. And I'm going to go in there and do my job and do it well and do it to serve the people and sacrifice my life if need be for those people so that we can have our freedoms. And God prepared me for such a time as this, and I am not scared of anything or anybody, 
period in the story. And I get a little fired up part of the collar with that. But the bottom line is we need leaders. We don't need any more politicians. I'm sick of that nonsense. We need courage and we don't need cowardice. And that's what I see every day. Well, going to take a real quick break here. If we go to my screen, going to plug the store, Conservative Daily Store. Get your In Dire Distress t-shirt right now. It's not, you shouldn't take it lightly, putting the American flag upside down, but this country is in dire distress. You're only supposed to put the American flag upside down when you are in distress. Get your In Dire Distress t-shirt now. Use it as a icebreaker. People are going to come up to you and ask you why it's upside down. Then you tell them, well, how much time you got? And you go through the list of all the terrible things Biden and the left are doing. And you can convert people. So go over to store, store.conservative-daily.com and pick up your In Dire Distress t-shirt today. Mark, I was talking to someone. We can take that down. I was talking to someone today. And we were talking about vaccine mandates. Mm-hmm. And this guy, he's a little bit crude. He's a little bit unpolished. But he's mm-hmm. like, you know what? You know what this is like? This is like a bunch of people got forced or got tricked into eating a piece of dog crap. And now they're looking down at it. And they're realizing they never should eat in that dog crap. It was disgusting. It was gross. It was bad. So instead of just walking away, their solution is to make everyone else get down and eat the pieces of dog crap so that they can drag them down with them. Yeah. I, I just wanted to get that. your take on it because I, I, it, it was kind of funny. But you think about it, it's, it's, it's kind of true. I mean, whether yeah. it's the side effects or just realizing that it isn't entirely necessary. There's a lot of people who got vaccinated like, well, if I got vaccinated, everyone needs to get vaccinated. Huh? It seems like there's yeah. a lot of there's a lot of like uh, just vengefulness to it. Yeah. So you go back and let's look at this the history and to prove your point uh, from this this specific manner. You know, way back when, you know, prior to 2020 and late 19 and you know, 19, we're talking about this this speed, this Operation Warp Speed thing. Problem number one, we sped up something that was never to be sped up. Now, whether it was done for the right motives or not, it's to me, it's irrelevant at this point. We realized shortly that speeding things up, you know, generating the spike protein. Now, as as data has rolled out, the spike proteins become the the actual thing that causes the disease process. So we're actually putting the disease process in us more and more and more. We realize that now, as we've seen, like nations like Israel, the largest um, forced vaccine uh, populace percentage-wise, and we've seen the spikes come up. We've seen the VAERS data report, where now we see more vaccine deaths uh, this last uh, period, you know, than anything else combined. Period. So all this stuff doesn't work, and we've all perpetually heard the, the to use your analogy, the dog crap story. We made a mistake. It was wrong. And no one has the courage to say, you know what? It was wrong. Let's stop. Let's repent. Let's ask for forgiveness to try something else. It's the inability to admit you're wrong that's that's the problem here. And these people that are running this thing, they won't want to admit they're wrong because the dollar signs are talking to them all the time. The minute they admit they're wrong, the paycheck goes away. And this is not okay anymore. People are dying, Joe, Max, and it's they're, they're not just dying from the vaccine. They're dying of fear and panic. And yeah. this is becoming a pandemic of fear. And I am so... And despair. We've got to broadcast some hope for people. What does that look like? We've got to continue to communicate hope. Well, uh, so... So let, let me ask you a question. We, we poli- They polished the turd, right? So the turd, they just like make it shiny. And they polish turd. Still well, tastes they, like they a turd. Eat it. They ate the turd. 
No, they There's polish no it for everybody left. else. Yeah, you, wait, <laughs> you, have to pol- you have to polish the turd first to get people to yeah. eat it. You got to make it look good, right? You got to paint it, put put a little M M&M and M shell over it, and say, "Oh, it's got chocolate in it." And then you eat it, and you're like, "Ah." We got to this place on the vaccine and on the pandemic, right? On the the Wuhan, the China virus. I'm going to call it what it yeah. is. See, I'm I'm done calling it something that hides behind what it is and isn't. It's the China virus. They manufactured this in China, brought it here to hurt Americans. They yep. did that, right? And then they, were, they used that as a weapon, the left used it as a weapon, to steal other things like elections. I had to create chaos so they could open borders to cause other people to be unsafe in other environments. They brought people from Afghanistan because they did that on purpose here with measles. And you had outbreaks. And we haven't had measles outbreaks yeah. in our country for, for decades decades and yet now we have a measles outbreak in our country on our soil right so they've done all this purposely to hurt us when when is when 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 do we step in the gap mark governor when do we step in the gap when when do we step in the gap right now right now joe max we we're in a place you know the the flag is upside down we're in a crisis mode we're in distress when you're in distress, you can't wait. You have to act. And I am absolutely, I don't, if you're listening right now, ladies and gentlemen, hear my heart. If you hear this, God is calling you to step up right now and do your part. Whatever that looks like, it, whether it means being just a, a great husband to guard and protect your family, whether it means a great mom if you're not married to protect your kids, it means to protect and get involved in school boards and neighborhood associations and even political races. Get involved in your church. Step up right now and don't be afraid to say something. You know, I've had people that just, they're just walking through life thinking it's never going to touch me. It's already touching you. Wake up. Don't be naive. And I don't think we can wait one more day, one more day, because every day matters. And if we don't step up, speak up, stand up right now. We've already lost another day to do so. Yeah, I, I want to touch on a couple of things you said. Obviously, Operation Warp Seed, if COVID-19 had a mortality rate similar to like the bubonic plague, where you're looking at best case scenario, a third of all people die, worst case scenario, two thirds of all people die, then Operation Warp Speed would be fantastic, right? right. Throw all the regulations yeah. out. Let's get something out there because... One in three or two in three of all of us are going to die. Obviously, COVID doesn't have that mortality rate. You mentioned that the vaccine doesn't work. There's nuance to that because technically it does induce an immune response, right? It does. So like there's a subset of the population where their likelihood of dying from COVID is so high because they're either old, they have comorbidities, right? The, The my 500 pound, my 600 pound life, like those kind of people where you look and you do that little balancing act with the scales and say, well, very clearly, this vaccine yep. is, is much better yeah. for you. The, the problem has always been weighing the, the benefits against the negatives. And they just did a major study in the UK that showed for every 1 million kids that they give two doses to, they'll keep like one, of a, one and a half of them out of the hospital, but they'll give like 45 of them myocarditis. I mean, th- th- yeah. that's like obviously not a good trade-off. It obviously is not a good trade-off. 
we we see it here too. I mean, like Iceland just got rid of it. Different Scandinavian countries are getting rid of the Moderna vaccine because of the risk of myocarditis. And if you talk right. about that on social media, if you talk about that on social media, they get banned. We had a situation in Oregon where a woman died from the vaccine. They've confirmed it. The vaccine killed her. It was, a, albeit, a very rare reaction, but it killed her. And Twitter censored it. Twitter fact-checked it. Her obituary. Her obituary. Mm. So it, it's an interesting thing. Technically, it in, induces an immune response. And there's a sliver of the population where it's obviously the better choice than getting COVID. Yeah. But it's not a it's not a one size fits all. It's not it's not a it's not a like a, a one size fits all approach. Yeah, and I think a couple of things to keep in mind. Let's look at the nuances of what these. Just look at the concept of mRNA modifying technology. I mean, that is a technology that's never been rolled out in mass like it is now. So therefore, time has not been on your side. And whether that has potential or not, it's it's another mm -hmm. discussion today because we won't know it. But this thing has shown you now. The thought originally, I suppose, was let's create the mRNA to create the protein of the spike so that the body would respond to the now presence of the spike. So your immune, immunological response. Well, at the time, it might seem like an all right approach because the spike is what is going to hook on to those ACE2 receptors and create the infection. But as time went on, we learned that the spike protein is actually the pathogen. It's actually the thing that creates the disease. So now we have the actual spike protein being created that goes around the body and it connects with all of our ACE2 receptors, inclusive of the ovaries in, in ladies and the testes in men, the stomach, the heart, all this stuff. And we know it also affects the clotting of the blood as well. So now we understand that the spike was not the best approach to create that incessantly through the mRNA. And so therefore, you know, it's not the best option for most people, period, end of story, because we can, we don't need that. Um, but if, if, if you're like, if you're 95 years old, living yeah. in one of Cuomo's nursing homes in New York, right, then it, then yeah. it is the best choice for yeah. you, because 95 years old, you've lived a nice long life, right? You're not worried about what it's going to do to your body 10, 20, 30, 40 years down the road. You just want to stop Andrew Cuomo from killing you tomorrow by bringing COVID positive people into your nursing home. So I understand completely what you're saying. Yeah. The other thing that the other thing that this emerging theory that we're seeing is that even if the vaccine worked perfectly, right, if it has a little bit of leakage, introducing a vaccine into an active pandemic gives artificial constraints on the virus. Right. It, it's yeah. not like you're it's not that's like why you, you are a Delta virus. That's why you yeah. have a Delta. Correct. Yeah. It's not that, like you're inoculating right. an entire town against measles and no one has measles. When you have an active pandemic and you're inoculating people, it's forcing the virus to mutate more rapidly, to evolve more rapidly. And that's why you're seeing like a couple hundred different variants that they've charted. Yes, it's like the concept of antibiotic resistance. We use antibiotics too much and now you have antibiotic resistant bacteria. The process of over vaccination, you're going to create this this viral resistant strain and that's what's happening now you know, we're still chasing this this variant that had the spike protein um you know months and months ago that's gone that's over with 
And the concept today is, you know, the boosters is like, hey, we got some vaccines left over. Let's just use it. That doesn't make any sense. We're still chasing yeah. the old strain, which is gone. Really, now we're talking about the 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 lambda and the mu variants, for God's sake. You know, the delta variants. And we're, uh, the viruses are going to continue to variate because that's what they do, right? So it's not a, it's not a surprise. But to continue to chase an old variant with the same bit narrow and specific spike protein arrangement is not going to work. And we're just making the situation worse the more we do this. So, so let me ask you a question that just came up, and I was trying to find it somewhere while, we, while you were talking. But is it true that you can take aspirin? It'll help you guide through the – if you're taking aspirin, it'll help you guide through um, the coronavirus if you, if you get the China virus? Yeah, it actually is true. And you want to think about this, not just the virus, but you want to think about this as those who are vaccinated, right? Let's let's think of this logically. If the clotting disorder is the problem, it's for centuries known or for hundred or for decades long, I should say, that you could take a little baby aspirin and that is an effective process to keep the blood thin where they keep the clots low and click clots down. So could it save someone or someone's from having a stroke or heart attack? Yes, it could. From a pulmonary embolism, yes, it could. The thromboembolus problem is when the blood clots like that, that's what creates this uh, devastating effect of these uh, illnesses that we talk about. So if we could prevent that, that would be good. So, you know, especially from those that have, have taken the vaccine, absolutely yes, especially on the onset of taking those things, so you won't get that rapid rush of those clots. Right. Uh, for people who do get sick, uh, we've actually, uh, I've read those studies a little bit, and it made sense, so we've actually started using that in people that, um, you know, tell them to do that. If you have history of, um, you know, blood sugar issues, things that would create clotting anyway, and a thicker blood, you have sleep apnea, this is a big deal. You yeah. know, you have that thick blood, more potential clots. So uh, obesity, again, creates more sleep apnea issues, harder to breathe. So you can see how this domino effect would occur. Would smoking make it worse? Yeah, of course it would, because you're thinking about, and anything that affects the body's ability to carry oxygen. Let's look at one more, um, you know, situation that we see common today. What about type 2 diabetes, right? Let's think about that. Type 2 diabetes is typically measured, not always correctly, with this marker called hemoglobin A1C. And your hemoglobin, which is part of the red blood cell, red blood cells carry oxygen. So if you get this, gly this glycation, this sugared up average of the A1C goes up, that's actually an attack on your red blood cells, right? So that's why people that have the uh, high A1Cs become greater at risk because the virus also attacks that as well. So you can see where blood sugar issues would be a problem. So we've told people to make sure you stop the processed food, eat more uh, vegetables that are above ground, keep your blood sugar lower, and that also helps. So again, you, you see these varying positions, but they all help. So yeah. I so I want to play something else for you. And I'm sorry, I'm going to just kind of stuff as much stuff into this as possible because I've had lots of questions that I've been holding on to. Um, I don't know. And somebody just said it here on here. But did you hear the, the guy from Project Veritas that said that there's been 200,000 people that have died? Have you seen that video? I have not. Mr. Producer, can, can I send that video over to you and see if we can play it? It came out today. Max, have you seen it? 
Uh, I haven't had a chance to watch it. It came out right before we went to air. I'll just say uh, that if we play it, if we play it, we just have to make sure someone is still left an admin on Facebook because Facebook will ban us the minute we play it. <laughs> Facebook will ban that project, person. Project Veritas? Well, I don't really <laughs> yes. care if they ban us. I mean, that's really it's fine. It. It's fine. We or, just need hey, to make listen, sure that someone left an admin. If you're, if you're listening on Facebook, I need you to make a switch and leave Facebook right now because we're going to stop the feed on Facebook. Because, uh, Governor, this is important enough that I want people to understand what is happening. We Yet last week it was the scientists that said, I'm not taking John, Johnson Johnson's vaccine. Yeah. Oh, no. Are you vaccinated? No. Mm, what are you talking about? And now you're down to, okay, you're, you're, nobody's going to take, take the vaccine. Mr. Producer, did you find it? I, I can ship it over to you. But we're. Yeah, I thought you were sending it. I, I didn't not, find it. I did not do it yet. I'll do it right now. I'm, I'm downloading it as we speak. All right. So I'll send it. It'll take me 30 seconds to send it to you. So as you go through this process, we get more and more evidence. And this is the, the sociopathy that I think we need to address. Once you're caught, say you're caught. But the radical right. left never says that they're caught. Like, oh, no. Oh, 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 that was a mistake. Oh, oh, there's nothing to see here. And a lot of times they don't even say what's really happening. They, they just lie. Oh, no, that's yeah. not true. That, that's fake news. And then the fake news actually backs it up. They weaponize media against it. People are like, oh, yeah, they already said it's not true. We, we have to trust them. Trust CNN. I don't even know if you could say that. Yeah, you know, I think the, a sociopath, and I dealt with that a lot when I was on the police department years ago, they have no conscience whatsoever. None. They, they, their conscience is, conscience is seared. It's charred. It's burned. They don't know right and wrong anymore. Uh, they can't see right and wrong. They operate in a different paradigm. There's no moral or ethical compass any longer. And so they will hurt you and they look you straight in the eye and they don't even, they don't even blink. It's like, um, you know, not to be too weird spiritual, but it's totally demonic, totally demonic. And when you can look at somebody in the eye and they have no conscience after they've, you know, killed multiple people. I've looked those people yeah. in the eye before. It is it is eerie and it is concerning. But those people that allow themselves to fall into that trap, anybody's possible. Anybody has the potential to be evil. We need to keep that in mind. Yeah. But when you let yourself go so far and sell yourself out like that, I don't know that you can come back from that. It's so evil. Yeah. But, and I think I'm that's gonna, why I'm going to mention, yeah, go mention it's a little weird doing this with uh, with a health expert on the show, but we are sponsored by Liberty Cigars. Obviously, don't smoke a cigar a day. That's not going to be healthy. We are sponsored. I wanted, to, I wanted to separate a little bit from when we were just talking about smoking. Liberty Cigars, don't smoke every day. Uh, it's not going to be good for you. But if you want to have a cigar for special occasions, um, go for it. And Liberty Cigars is a great is a great way to do that. With Liberty Cigars, they are a Patriot-owned business with an extensive line of historically-themed individual cigars and whole boxes, including the Commander Series, the Founder Series, and the President Series. All the packaging is proudly made in the USA by American workers. It's a truly unique gift for both cigar and history lovers. And as a bonus, when you sign up and sorry, when you purchase using promo code BEFREE, B-E-F-R-E-E, -E, Every purchase over 76 will receive a free Benedict Arnold cigar, the perfect gift to give to your leftist or your anti-Trumper in your life, or just to give to a friend this holiday season. So again, use promo code BEFREE, B-E-F-R-E-E, -E, at Liberty Cigars, 
and all orders over 76 will receive a free Benedict Arnold cigar. And don't smoke every day. Doctor's orders. I love that. That was awesome. <laughs> okay. Uh, look, a cigar is not going to kill you once in a while. I affirm that, so I back that up, Max. You know, buy American. That's a great gift for people. So get that and uh, choose wisely who you want to give the Benedict Arnold cigar to. <laughs> All right. So listen, we are we are on Facebook. Listen, if you're on Facebook right now, if you're on Facebook right now, I need you to switch. Switch Facebook right now. Can we pause Facebook? Can we pause the, lead, pl- the feed? We can We're stop playing. the stream if we do. We're it's, playing games. Uh, it won't go back <laughs> into the same video, so it'll come up as another stream if we restart it, and it won't be titled. Okay. We can add that later. So, so we're, I'm sorry if you're listening on Facebook. We we have to pause this. I just posted D Live and Rumble. All right. So just so if we're gonna you pause would, it. We're gonna pause it right now so we can play this. Your guys are gonna want to hear it. The fact is that you have stupid to do that we because, have to do this. Oh yeah, it is stupid. Is this stupid, Mark? But these are pieces of trash, right? That's what we're talking about. Silly. It's billings. So this is an undercover video, if I remember correctly, just by reading the description. Undercover video that Project Veritas got with a. Pfizer contractor, but a long-term contractor, like a 20-year-plus contractor. Yeah. Wow. Um, so the fact that we have to, like, dance around, like, surreptitiously recorded video from, like, long-term Pfizer contractors is crazy. But everyone on Facebook, this is your final warning. Last person, make sure you turn off the lights. <laughs> okay, everyone, seriously, leave, because we're shutting it down. Leave and go over the other ones. Just hit the little button and go over the other ones. Don't get mad and say, what just happened? What happened here? We're telling you yeah. right now, leave Facebook. Hey, by the way, you might actually like it so much, you never come back to Facebook. Oh, sorry. All right, All right let's, well, let's, let's kill it. Kill it first. Let's killed. Three, two, one. bye, Facebook. Bye. Bye, Facebook. All right. And let's Boom. go ahead and let's play, play this, a little yeah. bit of this Project Veritas video. I told you I'm not. You're not for the vaccine? No. Well, what do you work for? I said that it's a fact of life. I, I'm not doing vaccine work. I do other work. Well, you work for who? Pfizer? Yeah, but I yeah, but I do other, I don't do their vaccine work. But you work for Pfizer, though. Yeah, I've worked for Pfizer for 20 years. But you're not for the vaccine? And anyway. I'm not for or against it. But you don't? Do you think it's dangerous? I'm amazed that they were able to get the data that they got in such a short time. Exactly. So I'm skeptical of the science. So I do this for a living. I know how long it takes to get the real data. Right. I'm skeptical of how fast they are. You're skeptical of how fast Pfizer was able to get? All of them. All of them. All of them. They got the, so you work for Pfizer and you still think that they got the data way too fast? I didn't want to get vaccinated. You didn't want to get vaccinated at all? I had no choice. You had no choice? Why do you say that? That's so scary. Uh, if I want to live my life, I... You had no choice. I mean, of course I had a choice. Of course I had a choice. But if I wanted to have some normal semblance of my previous life, I really did. I'm not denying You are forced to basically get vaccinated. Pretty much. They're forcing the... Uh, Educated class. You've got to be kidding me. Yeah, the government is doing everything they can to make it impossible if you're college educated or whatever and you're not. But the government's going to, you don't get it. 
And I think it's terrible, but we're out of power. And you man. work for what? That has nothing to do with it. And you work for Pfizer? I've worked there for 20 years. By the way, I take their money. You and take Pfizer's money? Yes. And they're not not—they're not telling me what to do. I take their money. And they're one of like 30 companies I work for. By the way, I will tell you, drug companies in general are and I'm one of the few people that actually gets to take drug company money. Don't you know how hard that is to do? Not have them take your money? Like insurance or whatever? I take their And they pay me a lot of money to do shit for that. Which we do, and we, we don't lie, cheat, or anything. We tell them 100%. You take this thing, your arm falls off. You grow hives, you're infertile, we tell them that. And the government. Now, most of these videos, I can usually tell where they are. That video, I genuinely have no idea where that video was taken. Usually it's like on the patio and someone's there for like a yeah. date. And you can tell it's outside dining. I don't know. I'm, I'm looking at ceiling tiles. I don't. I have no idea where that was taken. People are loud, rambunctious, obviously drinking, mm. genuinely confused. Yeah. But they keep getting these people. And that's not really getting because he's admitting, like, oh, I hate it. I hate it. I have to do it. Um, what was your reaction to that, Mark? Well, I'm, I'm not surprised, unfortunately, because we've had um, – and this is a real story that happened to us, so I can speak to that. Uh, we, we used to have a lot of drug uh, representatives come into our office here in Tulsa, Oklahoma, to try to – you know, get us to prescribe different medicines and they would give us these studies and it never did line up. And we get to know these people and these people are all just doing their job out there. Right. And so uh, one day someone asked or said to my wife and I, you know, I wasn't there. I'd have probably knocked him out, not legitimately, but I felt like it. He I said, would. you're nothing but a drug bring whore. Me. Yeah. He said, you're nothing but a drug whore. And my wife told me, and, you know, I got to admit that that was right. That was right because these doctors are doing nothing more than becoming drug whores. In other words, the rep comes in, they tell you what to prescribe, and the doctors are taking pride in how much medication they can prescribe. Drugs don't solve the problem. And he is right about that. The whole drug industry is corrupt, you know, because they're married to food. Food and Drug Administration, come on, man, it's a match made in hell. And so, yeah. you know, I, I see where the guy's coming from. I mean, he's obviously compromising his values, I would observe, because you take money from him, you're happy with that. He was obviously drunk, having diarrhea of the mouth. But I, I do think that's the way people think. I do think that people just take money because it gives them a good life, you know, and they don't want to give up their life for, Joe, what you were saying, to stand the gap to give up their life if need be because the cost for them has never been worth it. They've never stood up for anything like that. And his liberties, obviously he's completely compromised and gave them up at this point in time. So, so, you know, I have a hard time. I have a hard time with the, I need comfort. I, I, I mean, I, I don't know how anyone could be a believer. Anyone could believe in God and say, I just want comfort. I mean, the Bible doesn't say that you have comfort. The God, Bible doesn't say that your life will be easy. Your, it doesn't even say, it doesn't, nowhere does it say fair. Like, life is going to be fair. Matter of fact, that's Ephesians does not exist, uh, number two through six. 
Life will yeah. be fair to you, my son and daughters. <laughs> it doesn't, it's not there. But it did no, say. No, I think that, yeah, I'm here in this place in life where I'm realizing that Matthew 7, 13, and 14 are real. Uh, narrow is the road that leads to life, and few find it. Yes. Wide is the road that leads to death, and many are on it. It's easy to walk a wide road because there's a bunch of people on it. It's like the sheep going down one direction. Everything goes. There's no rules. Truth is whatever you deem it to be, and everything is okay. But it leads straight to the pathway of eternal separation from the God I know. And you got this narrow path. A narrow path to me is like walking through the mountains, a treacherous road. You've got one guy in front of you who happens to be our Lord and Savior Jesus, and you're supposed to follow him, even though it looks like there's no freaking way you're going to get through there. Yeah. But just the moment you, you feel like you're going to slip off those rocks, a hand comes down and grabs you and says, let's keep going. That's the idea of the, of the life that we should be expecting to live. It's going to be hard. It's going to be treacherous. It's going to be perilous. It's going to have a little bit of angst to it from time to time. But the, oh my goodness, the, the reward, the cause is so much greater than yes. the destination of that wide road. And I just only hope that people would consider that when they make decisions every day, every day, Joe. So, so yeah, and you, and you talk, when you just said that, Last night, I spent two and a half hours on the phone with Linwood. Do you know what he talked to me about? That? Yeah. Joe, there's, the there's more people. There's more people going down this pathway today. And, and look, this is hard. This is a hard conversation. But we, we need to understand if we're believers. If that's true, then we need to be fearless and faithful because no matter what happens to us, look at Jesus. There was a time in my life, man, and, and you guys, uh, this, you guys are my friends. There was a time in my life where I was at the end, man, of my rope. I was sitting in a living room by myself, no one around, and I was just having, it's a terrible time in my life. And I was at the end of my rope. You know, I've been there. You guys have been there before, right? And so I, I just sat there one day and I said, God, why is this happening to me? And I was having the, I was being falsely accused of something, long story short. And he said, and I heard it, man, in my heart. He said, um, who do you think you are? Look what they did to my son. And it kind of put me in my place. And I realized at that moment, like you said, Joe, and we know, Max, that life is not going to be filled all the time with this glory and glamour and lit and glitz. It's going to be filled with tragedies and pain and hard times and challenging times where you want to quit, but we must not quit. We must yeah. stand firm. And I am grateful to be on this planet with Joe Altman and Max McGuire. I'm grateful to be here with you in this war because we could have been plucked out of eternity another time, but we are supposed to be here now shoulder to shoulder in a battle that we will win. Can I mention that this podcast is sponsored by Air Make Care Network? Air Make Care Network, the premier insurance plan to cover your family. Should any of you experience those perilous times that Dr. Mark Sherwood was just mentioning, you don't get to choose how you go to the hospital. You don't get to choose when a disaster strikes. And you'll be surprised at how many people need a helicopter to get there. It's not just people who fall off a cliff or get lost in the woods. 
lot of times it's in the suburbs on highways or in in cities when there's really bad traffic and it can bankrupt you it could be 10 20 30 40 50 plus thousand dollars to get an airlift to a hospital well don't risk your family's financial future sign up with air care network it costs just 85 dollars. that covers your household for one year you your spouse your whole household less if you're a senior citizen it works out to be less per year if you buy three or five years at a time as long as you're flown by an amcm provider and they fly over 100,000 patients a year you won't pay one cent for that medical transportation flight and as a bonus when you sign up using the link in our description airmedcarenetwork.com forward slash daily and then use promo code daily you're going to get up to 50 dollars back depending on how many years you sign up for it's free money so again go to airmedcarenetwork.com forward slash daily and use promo code daily to get up to 50 dollars back that was the last ad break. <laughs> Got them all in. So, so Mark, awesome. we, uh, we are going to go on a road show of people that endorse and are endorsing you. And I, I, I think that, you know, I, I want to talk a little bit about your campaign because I think it's important, but, yeah. uh, you know, there's, uh, I want to get a bunch of people in the same room. I know you talked to professor David Clements, right? Hmm. Haven't yet. You haven't yet? Okay, so I need to make that happen. All right, how yep. about uh, Seth Keschel? No. Okay, so we're going to have to just – I'm not even going to go through we'll them. I'm going to have to push all of these guys to push you out, right? Yep. And um, But I think, I think it's important to, for people to understand what your platform is. Yeah, I agree. You know, like um, – so let's go back to the beginning of what our nation – was found upon that declaration of independence. Yes. Can you imagine going back to that day, that moment in time where this, these men were sitting around with these quill pens, right? And just, can you imagine the somber atmosphere in which they signed their name? It was not a joyous occasion. No, they knew people were going to die. They knew that they were signing their literal lives away right there. And they knew it was right. They knew it was right. That's where we are right now. And I want to get back to that type of courage and leadership within government. Those men and women were about God first. And we have to bring that back. And I'm not a spiritual weirdo. You know, I believe that God created us as human beings. And I believe that I have a relationship with him through his son, Jesus. Now, that's what I believe. But I, I think that people need to understand that's a platform that America needs right now because the whole Constitution was written with this idea of a higher power, a sovereign law, a God law. And when we start breaking God's laws for the sake of political correctness, we travel down a pathway, we veer off, we drift, we get farther and farther away from intent. And now we're seeing a nation that is not really blessed by God anymore because we've overtly and openly broken God's law with just this reckless abandon. So I want to bring back the concept of the Tenth Amendment with the idea of state sovereignty back. And I'm going to do it in a courageous way. I'm not scared of the federal government. I want to eventually cut off that federal funding with strings. Don't want any of it because we don't need it. We need to have free states once again. So I've got a couple of things I want to achieve. I want to abolish abortion. And I mean that with all of my heart because when we step up and do that, 
That's the most primitive thing that we are allowing. It's called murder. When a little girl is pregnant or a young woman is pregnant, and she's let's say she's three weeks along, and let's say Max, you know, somebody uh, murders this girl, and the obviously the baby dies too. That's a double homicide, right? So why is it okay for that same girl, with encouragement from our federal government, to march down there and have somebody go suck that baby out of there? Is that okay? No, it's it's not even reasonable. It's not rational. And if you know my life in any way, I was conceived by a 16-year-old girl, and I'm adopted, and that was three years prior to the abortion being legal, Roe v. Wade. A uh, 16-year-old girl was impregnated while she was drunk, didn't even remember being um, having sex. That would be classified as a crime today, wouldn't it? Yes, it would. This discussion was had about me, my life. Abortion was done even though it was illegal. They just had to go hide. But it was a choice they made to not do that and give me a chance to live. And how many people are we choosing to take their lives away? So we're going to abolish that whole concept of abortion and bring back God's love. We're going to get back the ability of business people to come back to the state of Oklahoma and wherever it is, and realize that there can be freedom and free labor again, coming back, capitalism at its best, you know, right? People can have that dream again. And then there's going to be no mandates, period, end of story. None in schools, none in, in, none of it, no companies. If you don't want to operate here in Oklahoma, I would say, you want to have mandates, you need to find another state because it's not going to work here. It's not going to work here. And those are just a few of the platforms that we'll stand upon. Well, those are mountains that we're going to die on, men. Those are the hills in which we will stand. And I just really, I know you guys get my heart with this. You know I'm passionate about it. And I just encourage people, if you believe that mission, get behind men and women that believe just like this and support them with everything you've got. Prayer. Time, effort, sharing, and money. Donate, donate, donate. Because that right there that I just talked about is good ground because it's God's ground. Listen, I vote for you. Okay, so so let <laughs> me let me, let me let me talk to you about something else that I'm gonna to get to the X's and O's. And Mark, yep. we've never talked about this, so this is an authentic conversation I'm gonna to talk to you about. Yep. Right? Most Americans live without a significant savings, most Americans. They do. If I lived like most Americans and I made the decision I made on November 9th, I'd be in big trouble right now, right? I'm kind of in big trouble because I'm spending so much. I mean, hundreds of thousands of dollars on legal fees to defend myself against a guy that has a Satanist tattoo on his forearm and it was a skinhead and a drug addict and the I baker. go down the line. The baker, right? I have a hearing tomorrow, by the way. So, but one of the problems that people in America have is they feel enslaved. I'm saying the quiet part out loud. Yeah. The the frustration that I feel is very simple. 52%, 52%. This is not a made up number. This is 100%. It's actually more for, for many people than 52%. But the average American who does not have a savings gives 52% of their wages, what they do every single day, to government. 52%. 
52%. That means that the average American works six months out of the year. Half of the year, they work for free. They are enslaved by the government who is empowered to do whatever they want to the people. So people go out there and they put their hard work, hard work into this and the government just pulls in the money and says, here's the whip. I'm going to whip you. Do you know what they're saying right now, Mark? They're saying, Oh, by the way, you don't pay a high enough tax. Mm -hmm. Now, I want to know what you think about how Americans are spending 52 cents on every dollar to the government, yet they don't have representation, they don't have a voice, they, can't, they don't even control their own body right now. I mean, let's call it what it is. They feel enslaved. What are you going to do about the 52%? Well, it is slavery, Joe. It is slavery, Max. We are so um, bondaged into the government, and, and we've let it happen. We have. We have to own that. We have to say, you know, we didn't see that coming. We accepted it, and we thought the government was here to protect you. We yeah. all got a wake-up call recently that that's not true. They're not capable of it. We have to come back within each state and absolutely cut off this federal money, cut down these taxes. It's ridiculous. And people need to have the ability to make money, spend money as they deem fit. We have to come up with other novel ways to, to bring revenue to states and revenue to people and push back literally and figuratively with the federal government, push them completely out of our lives because they've got no business there whatsoever anymore. As governor, I would work with the legislature to try to come up with as much tax loopholes as I can to teach people how to do that, to keep more money in their pocket as opposed to going back to the government while working over the course of time to cut off ways that the government has us enslaved. Now, that is not a one-shot, do-it-in-one-day process, as you know, but that is a commitment that I will make because I agree with that. I read a stat today that 52% of the the income that comes in that that Oklahoma depends on is federal government money. So that number, 5-2, is not ironic that you said that too. So there, there is this, uh, and, and I get this too. You say, well, Mark, what are you going to do if you cut off federal money? What's going to happen? How, how are people going to get paid? How the business is going to work? You know, right? Because it's so dependent. They take Third their question. money from the government, from people that work in your mm-hmm. community. That money goes to the federal government, and then they give you back pennies back That's to you. It. So, so let's stop pretending that that money is not going to be there. It's going to be there. You have to just create microeconomies. I did this in build, helping build stuff down in South America and Central America. I built entire mm-hmm. ecosystems and helped nonprofits help these very poor kids that were living inside of, of uh, uh, trash areas. They were literally building up shanties inside of the dumps. So we just mm-hmm. went and built a building there and created a whole subsection of, of a, a sub-economy. And then stop feeding out and giving money to other people, and we're able to give people opportunity in that environment. It's not hard. No. It's not I'm hard. I'm totally with you. I think that we can, you know, people that are good, hardworking, conservative-minded Americans, God-fearing people, God is the author of ideas, just like he gave you the idea to create the ecosystem. We have yeah. to trust that again. We don't have to have all the answers. We have yeah. to have the willingness to take one step. 
And the, the one step leads to another step. And this is the, the beauty of faith, isn't it? If we had all the answers, we wouldn't take the steps. We might be uh, a little shy of doing that if we knew all the answers. But we don't know all the answers. And, right. and that's the beauty of it. We just have to trust again and believe the God that gave us the opportunity to live and created the very idea that we're talking about, this free enterprise system that you just mentioned, Joe, which is awesome. We have to believe that that can happen again. And I'm just asking people to do exactly what you just said, to believe again that it's easy, that there are ways that we can generate new ideas that are so uh, awesome and amazing that it just blows people's minds. I think we can do that again. Yeah. Gonna gonna mention something just as we're as we're up against the end of the show. Not quite breaking, but happened in the last couple hours if we put up my screen, Mr. Producer. A federal judge has ruled in favor of healthcare workers in the state of New York seeking a religious exemption to the vaccine mandate. He has halted New York's mandate. Now, this is the interesting thing. Under Trump, anytime a federal judge ruled anything like this, they made a nationwide ruling right oh, yeah. now this one's just limited to new york so we're not going to get like that random judge in hawaii deciding that he can just control all of america's policies but this is new york this is important because this is going to start that conversation in the courts is going to start yeah. that push hopefully it gets to the supreme court and hopefully it happens before people lose their jobs because obviously if there's ever a time to lose your job i guess this economy would be it because companies i mean i just drove down the street mcdonald's is paying 21 dollars an hour near mm. me just to try and get people in. So, I mean, I guess if there was ever a time to lose your job, this is the time where the workers have the most leverage, but no one wants to lose their job. I hope it can get to the Supreme Court and, and have an actual nationwide ruling because it's pretty obvious this is unconstitutional. It's pretty obvious this is egregious. And I hope, Dr. Mark, that we can get you into office in Oklahoma. Hope is not <laughs> so a strategy. Can, hope is not a strategy. Oh, I don't, I don't. Well, I can't no, vote. No. I can't vote. No, hope, I'll hope, help you isn't, everywhere I hope isn't what we need to do. We need to we need to exude that strength. We need to make sure that we, yep. we get you the financial resources that they get yep. you stood up so that you can actually represent the people of your great state. Yeah, I appreciate that, you guys. And, uh, and know that um, I, I, I really with all humility and humbleness, what you just said, I, I take it even a step farther. I know that I'm representing the people of all of this country in this step. And I realize that I realize that we're in this together. When I say we, the people, it literally is Max, Joe and Mark and everybody else that wants to get in that first name basis circle. That's what we're doing. We're doing this together. And so I, I appreciate that. A vote really, Max, is not just a vote at the ballot box. A vote, as Joe says, is to get involved, is to get involved with that prayer donations and support the cause together because we can do this again and it's going to be the greatest opportunity greatest revival we've ever seen how's that for hope i really believe that this is the greatest time we have alive right now and i get emotional when i talk about that because look man people need to understand that we could have been here any other time but god chose us to be right here right now and for that i honor him i'm happy about this this is great well, Dr. Mark, I want to thank you for coming by. It was great talking with you. I love having you on. Um, tons of knowledge, tons of expertise. It's always great to pick your brain because we're hearing okay. all these different things. And uh, yep. yeah, I just want to really thank you for coming by and, and have a great rest of your evening. 
I will. Thank you. And Joe, I'm going to be texting you in the morning because I'm going to pray for that hearing you're having tomorrow. Appreciate it. It's going to be a big hearing. And anybody wants to show up, you can show up in Denver. The, the, it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. We're going to have a party. Party. Where the T-shirt said Comer, Coomer did it. <laughs> Coomer did it. I love it. Well, well, I awesome, appreciate you. Thank guys. you so much for joining so us. All right. God bless you. All right. See you next time. God All bless. Right, brother. Bye-bye. So I wish I knew about the hearing tomorrow. You you texted me before you came on. You're coming, yeah, right? Well, because I had I no thought, idea. You know, I've been saying this the whole time. I go, listen, I, I don't even... It's 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 like this. It's like you you want to go to the hearing, you want to get it over with, and and sit in there and listen to the judge do her little want 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 deal, right? Wah, and then wah. you want to go like, oh yeah. And so that I don't believe that much of anything is going to come out of it. So it why, why bother? I don't even want to yeah. go. I might not go. I might show up. So and, what is it? Was it? Was this just a just a normal hearing? You, yeah, you don't and get then the they have a they have a overflow section. Ah, uh, <sighs> only yeah, thirty I, people I allowed in there. They won't let they won't <laughs> let it be uh, played. It doesn't hurt the judge to play it so that it's live, so people can see it. But the judge is saying, "I'm not going to allow that to happen." See, there's so much crime uh, being committed here. There's so much of corruption happening. That it's unbelievable. And anyone with a half a brain, look, once this hearing's over and the judge says or does whatever the judge says or does, and we recognize that we're dealing with an Antifa judge, someone that's compromised, someone that's already done compromising things throughout this process, right? We we know that once we get through through all of that, all of those pieces, right, we know what the outcome is. We're going to have to appeal it. Then we're going to have to get down to where the people get to listen to how disgusting this guy's been, and how many lies he's told, right? Because we, we can't, you can't rely on the judiciary. How are you going to rely on the judiciary? How? You can't. I mean, even yeah. the Colorado Supreme Court is, is compromised. I mean, look at it. You have the, the head judge at the Colorado Supreme Court that was giving away $2.5 million in contracts to someone to, sh- to hush her up on a sexual assault allegation. I mean, it's crazy. Yeah. This is, this well, is what's happening talk- in our states. I was going to tell you, I wasn't going to come in for the hearing. I still not because I actually looked. There's only thank thanks Southwest. There's only one flight. I mean, not thank, they got to do their strike, but there's only one flight in. I have to I would have to wait for like six seven hours in Las Vegas, and I leave at like ten thirty p.m. my time. Land in Denver at like six a.m. Wouldn't be doable. But next wow. time I want to be there because Joe, I know you know this. You've read the deposition. Yeah, and there's not a lot. There's not a lot of opportunities I have to one up you. But if we go to my screen, Mr. Producer, oh boy, if we go to my screen from Eric Coomer's deposition. You can see right here when he's asked what fringe media personalities he has in mind. You will clearly see that he mentioned my name before yours. Oh, did you notice that? Of my head, Max McGuire, Joe. Oh, Edmund, off the top of his Michelle head, Malkin. You are number one. The you Baker's are number head. one. You are number one <laughs> out of. I'm not even a name plaintiff, coon. and I'm on the top of his name. Right. Top of his head. Sidney Powell, Rudy Giuliani. <laughs> oh, Clay Clark. He yeah. actually named Clay Clark. Wow. Yeah. What? Now Does Clay he named me first. That? Does Clay know that? Oh, we got to send that to Clay. Hold on. Don't take that down yet. Don't we do have to send down. that to Clay. Don't take that down yet. I, I need to take a picture of it. You're him. missing the important part. Named no, no, me no. first. 
All right, I gotta send that to Clay. I'm sending it to Clay right now while we're while we're in here, and I'm gonna just send it to Clay and say, Clay, congratulations, Eric Coomer knows who you are. And here's the crazy Coomer. thing, like you go back and watch it. I was the guy who was like, well, wait a minute, these the, we might not know for sure. Let let's let's give him the benefit of the doubt about these things, right? I was that voice, and he's like, oh no, throw Max McGuire into the bus. Well, who cares? Hey, he's the you're fringe media personality. Left, you're talking about left-wing terrorists. This is like terrorists. They're like a terrorist group. A fringe. Oh. Fringe of what? Fringe of reality? Yeah. Like reality yeah. starts here. We're on the reality yeah. side. And they're just make-believe. They're creating yeah. this false just I don't even know what. Yeah. I, I just want to let everyone know now. Over the past, I have been that let's play devil's advocate. Oh, maybe they just they were just stupid. Nope. Eric Coomer. Had me on the top of his head, and I was like, hey, let's maybe it's a possibility. Nope, no more. No more devil's advocate. No more giving leftists the benefit of the doubt. He's dragging me through the mud. Well, he, he didn't drag you doubt. really through the mud. He dragged you through the tip of the mud. Like, it was like just Said I was a fringe media the, personality. Fringe. I'm on the fringe? But the fringe of good. See, yeah, that's what, defamatory. He, what, he, what he's trying to say is this part over here is crazy people and this is us over here and you're on this I'm side the, I'm, the, I'm like the fringe on... like like a shag rug like that kind of fringe like really like like, like kind of comfy well i mean <laughs> he can't get satire right right no, yeah, like no, satire. No, satire so when satire is, is when satire you, satire is true satire is when you say something true huh well, what's 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 the definition of often? I don't know. What's your definition of often? Often, often. We wasted a whole bunch of time on often. The guy's supposedly really smart, and yet not very. That's Sorry. the game they play. Depends on what your definition of is is. It's that kind of thing. Definition back of the, this def, definition. Are you an anti-fascist? Yes, everyone should be an anti-fascist. But you're not Antifa. Antifa doesn't exist. But you're an anti-fascist. I, everyone should be an anti-fascist. But uh, I you're mean, not for someone so smart, for someone so smart, these lawyers were catching him in the Venn diagram, right? Oh so you are A, okay, and B <laughs> is sometimes A. So you are basically B. Yeah. No, 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 no. Uh, this is so dumb. He walked right into it every time. What was so I just funny to, for me? Let the record state. Let the record state I, again. I was named before Joe. So listen, when he was listening at, to people the, at the very end of the video. I really wanted this to be a part of it, but they had, they had already taken it off of record. And this was the funniest part, Mr. Producer. Was it not funny? It was funny. Was it funny? You mean uh, the thing that we were going over yesterday? So I had a bag of of uh, oh oh my goodness peanut butter pretzel bites and my water and so i went on the video because i didn't have me and i went on the video and i was like hi guys i was popping hey you're like see ya see you guys later how you doing i was popping my pretzel peanut butter bites and drinking my water and saying hello to everyone and so the <laughs> the lawyers i don't know tell, i'm not allowed to tell you what the lawyer said so the lawyers called those like joe that was savage kind of said that but it was kind of savage it was kind of savage it was good joe was comment fun. section Someone in the comments section just said that the reason that Eric Coomer named me before you is because yeah. my Jeep is better than yours. No, nobody said and he's that. And he, he, he's just that? an outdoorsman. Who said that? Nobody uh, said uh, that. That's what the people are saying. That's what the, I'm going to make it plural. That's what the people are saying. No, there's no that's people. That's the reason. That's you. That's you. How do you, how no, do you say that? Not, I'm, not, I'm not Zach. 
Zach, I'm not Zach. Zach the real Zach said I, that. I, Zach, I, I, I parking lot that, underwear. Oh, Osama bin yeah, McGuire. Parking lot underwear. Did you see parking what he lot said? Underwear. Did you see what he said? Osama bin McGuire. Now you yeah, are. Yeah. You have. You've been knighted. You've been knighted. Yeah. No, I'm not. I'm not giving anyone any leftist benefit for the doubt. Though it is. We need nice to get some pictures with you guys with scimitars. I think that'd yeah. be great. Well, before we go, we want to play this trailer for the new movie coming out the new documentary the reawakening yeah um friends of the show very good you should make make sure you pre-order it check it out let's go ahead and play that trailer real quick i called general flynn i said general flynn i feel like god wants us to team up to do a reopen america tour and we get people back to god and he says i know i'm going you know we hold these truths to be self-evident all men and women created by the Go, you know the, you know the thing. I wasn't thinking of the Bill of Rights when we did this. I believe America is supposed to be that shining city on the hill, the beacon of freedom. Freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. You gotta make sure you cover your full face. These vaccines are zero liability. There's so much fake information. It's the David and Goliath thing. Their agenda is not God's agenda. Why will the churches not stand up? I'm trying to save America. I believe we're in the greatest revival in history. So you're going to want to use the link in our description to pre-order the reawakening, the documentary. And when you use promo code CD21, you're going to get a bunch. You're going to get 10% off right there. It's worth it. You're also going to get put into the running for VIP tickets to any of Clay Clark's events. That's, that's huge. And you're also going to get entered into a chance to meet General Flynn. It's a three for So good make sure dude, you go to the link. He's a good dude. Yeah, make sure you go to the link Super in our description dude. and use promo code CD21 when you pre-order Reawakening. Okay, listen. I, and I'm not... They haven't We're almost out of time. They haven't interviewed me. Who? Who has? Oh, no. I'm not interviewed. They're going to get you for the sequel. That's right. They're going to get me for the sequel. <laughs> it's already gone to the presses. I, I wouldn't hold your breath. Hey, the, the DVD. Oh, I care. I'm good. They're already printing the DVDs. <laughs> Yeah, no, I'm really good for that. But I want to do one last, two last plugs, right? One, Mike Lindell and MyPillow, right? So I followed Mike Lindell, and he's got some great information out there, some great things that he's been able to do. You can use CD21, buy stuff from from MyPillow. Great, great. Um, I want you to support him, but I want you to pray for him. I want you to pray for Mike. Mike has been nonstop. And yeah, I've been nonstop. He's been nonstop. But I want you to stop and pray for him. Pray for Mike Lindell. Because, you know, he's in the middle of it. And he's got just all sorts of things that are going on uh, around him. And he's having a lot of success in, in uncovering all this fraud. But, you know, he's, he's trying to manage groups of people that some have good interests or his interests in mind, best interests in mind, some don't. So just pray for him. And then the last thing is uh, if you go to Gateway Pundit, um, Gateway Pundit has been blowing up all day long everything Coomer. <laughs> no, that, that's how I went back and watched it and noticed that I was mentioned before you. Yeah, so only effing idiots voted for Trump. Eric Coomer admits under oath that Dominion executives shared his extreme far-left beliefs. Exclusive Coomer deposition released. Antifa verifies Antifa Facebook post extreme left bias. Um, let me see another one here. I saw, I, wait, oh, wait. Dominion Eric Coomer has a tattoo on his arm by artists listed by number one on the Church of Satan. Yeah, that and they're sound. using the worst picture. 
It's, it's such a bad picture. Of Eric? That was a great picture. It was great. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. And then uh, here's another one up here. I, I saw it here just a second ago. Oh, wait. No. Yep. No. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, admits under oath being former skinhead, a heroin addict, lived, lied in Denver Post uh, screed. So, look, uh, he's, I don't, again, I don't know how they're going to get away with this. Um, and I don't know how the judge is going to be able to explain it. The judge is probably just going to lie and say, well, you didn't give up the Antifa guy. And, you know, I wanted to see him get killed because that's really what the judge wanted to do. But you could see the lawlessness of the radical left. They, they have no... They have no ability to, to settle in on truth or ethics. They don't have ethics. These aren't ethical people. They're yeah. trashy people. They're terrible, unethical, trashy, terroristic pieces of garbage. That's what they are. That's what the radical left represents. Sorry, not sorry. Yeah. Sorry, not sorry. Well, that's going to be it for this edition of the podcast. If you like the podcast, make sure you subscribe to the audio version. All those links are in the description. All the different places you can find us. If you can, please do subscribe on Apple Podcasts and leave us a five-star review so we can climb up in those rankings. We're climbing up higher and higher every week, and we need your help to get back to the top 10 the way we were before we started getting shadow banned. So please do help us there if you can. We go live at 11 a.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Eastern. So make sure you, you put that in your calendars. And if you don't want to, text the word FREEDOM. F-R-E-E-D-O-M to 89517. You'll get added to our text alert system. You'll get a text before the show with the links and a little disclaimer about what that show's topic is going to be about. So it's really easy. We can get past all the big tech censorship that way. And also, make sure you subscribe to our email newsletter. Very, very important. If you haven't already, that link is in the description. That's going to be it for this edition of the podcast. My name is Max McGuire. And my name is Joe Oltman. Well, you're Joe Osama bin Oltman. And I'm Max, top of Eric Coomer's mind, McGuire. I think I like it. Put it on a t-shirt. Hello. <laughs> hey, uh, can I be, can I be Joe living rent-free in his head? Oatman. There you go. Sold. That's going to be Sold. it for this edition of the podcast. Remember, the fight to take back our country isn't over yet, but the only way we win is if we all stand up and fight together. <laughs>